0: This is Angela with Danceable Thoughts, and this is this week's version of Hear It Tonight, Use It Tomorrow. I was really thinking about all of my dance director friends who are going into contest season, uh, full on mode, more importantly, they're going into rehearsal season. Uh, we often think about what we're doing as the in product, in product, in product, but there's a real truth to realizing that this is rehearsal season. I found this quote by Muhammad Ali, and I really think it's amazing. It says, The fight is won or lost far away from witnesses, behind the lines, in the gym, and out there on the road, long before I ever dance under those lights. Well, you know, you think about that. You think about the battle of a boxer and how they have to build up their resume. They've got to go out there. They've got to uh, get in the ring with sometimes people that are not their equal higher or lower they have to face it they have to fight it and they have to put in best efforts every day with a sparring partner with someone that is going to challenge them and then both exploit their weaknesses and build up their strengths well i think that's a lot about um, the same way that we work in our environment of our rehearsals and as we're modifying choreography and we're making changes to make our teams Uh, look the best and ready for performance. I really want you to think about um, also visualize that poster that's so popular it's got you know the giant iceberg and it says above the water is the performance and below the water is this big massive structure. Well I don't want you to feel like you're drowning underneath the water all the time in rehearsal. In fact I want rehearsal to be really the meat of what you're doing Uh, as much as we love our products and we love what we're doing we are still educators we're still teachers we're coaches not necessarily just of the subject matter of dance but of students and of dancers and what we're teaching them in rehearsal is to be resilient and to work hard and push through boundaries and test those boundaries and learn when to come back safely and and making choices making choices for the ensemble and not just for the individual Um, you as a director you're up there you're making artistic choices but you're also making practical choices um i really think that um we get some you you can kind of see it when you get to contests you can see somebody that's gotten a really brilliant idea out on the floor, but their dancers can't embody it. And then you'll see, sometimes you see this really amazingly talented group of dancers who are perfectly trained, perfectly precise, and amazing in their skills, but there's um, sort of a lack of spark. There's not a, a genuineness in their excitement in the performance. Um, I many times get this question about how do I make my dancers perform well you cannot offer them peanuts um, treats are good but they're not really what makes a difference if you want to develop performers then you have to give them some insight into what you're trying to do and not every piece of choreography has to be great moments in artistic history Sometimes you've got to do things because it's fun. Sometimes you've got to do it for the joy that it it brings to and elicits from from your audience. When I would do military, and for those of you that know sort of my history, there came a point where I developed a style with my military that was a little quirky, I guess is the best way to say it. You know, some people were like, well, is this a novelty? No, I never let... My military stray outside of the military vocabulary as far as upper body, precision, that type of thing. But I started doing things like adding more lower body, adding a character, adding movements within the, the choreography itself that would be characteristic of whatever style of music I was choosing. I got really bored. To be just flat out honest, I got really bored with doing deep, dramatic militaries. You know, I'm calling those the soundtrack militaries. Had some great ones. The most amazing one that was probably my first really great achievement was done by what I call my original baby sophomores. Um, They were the class of 91. Yeah, a lot of you weren't even born. Um, But class of 91, they were my first three-year seniors. Um, We did this incredible... Incredible military. They uh, performed to backdraft. They were cool and uh, they were stunning in their performance and, you know, it was dramatic, you know, just to say the least. A big back arch at the end. They worked so hard, tirelessly to achieve that. And then we went through, I've got some humorous ones that kind of got into a Star Wars kind of thing because I am a Star Wars geek. And uh, actually my very first, very first military, which I referenced, uh, Speaking uh, to uh, Beverly Skipper's post about Showtime, good memories, my very first military. To give you a little backstory, I inherited Dulles from Betsy, then Conway, now Heathcock, and she had established Dulles as this military powerhouse. Well, I got hired having never done a military, knowing nothing about it, but having sort of a computer brain, so it was a very cool thing to do. Well... I had to do a military I followed the genre I was gonna try to stay as close to her style and you know just put my own tweaks so I chose a piece of music from the movie the Empire Strikes Back it was called the asteroid field so those of you who are Star Wars geeks join me now in this moment where the Millennium Falcon is whoosh swoosh swooshing swooshing through this asteroid field, and trying to, you know, curve, and swerve, and, because it sounds like on words, um, through the field, and it was great, frantic music, Well, I did this military, and, um, worked on it, had, and, because we marched with the band, I thought they could do this pass-through, and at their very first contest, wham, bam, two of them, you know, were following my directive to project up, but they crashed right into each other, and, of course, reacted, and, it was humorous and kind of sad all at the same time. That was my one of my very first contests as the new doll director. So, you know, of course, I was mortified. And as I po- I responded in Beverly's post, I said that the, her staff, I don't know who they were, were very sweet and very kind and very reassuring. But to me, and as you all know, I knew they crashed and burned. You know, that's kind of what I'm saying is that the battles are one away from the audience's eyes, away from the score sheet, the tally, that type of thing, is that those kinds of moments are going to happen, right? That's going to happen. Um, it's how you respond to it, it's how the kids respond to it, that take something that feels like a failure or a, a, you know, a little bit of a downfall and turn it into something positive. That's what you have to do all the time when you're working with your kids not every kid is going to be a triple pirouette double sal toe touch to the floor back arch emotional diva okay you've got to take the crayons that are in your box and color in the prettiest collage you possibly can do well that's what i've tried to do over my years of teaching and now as i'm out here coaching other directors to work with what you've got don't necessarily Be envious of those who have a better box of crayons, but instead look to your kids and see where you can groom and glow and grow them to their best performances. So back to that conversation about making those kids perform. Well, it helps to have a story. Um, It helps to have a little bit of a narrative. Kids really love a narrative. We're trained now to, uh, we're an entire generation now that, doesn't listen to music purely for music's sake very often. Um, The music is the soundtrack to our lives. We see videos that help us interpret it. Um, We put music to our slideshows of our lives. So it doesn't always have to be a deep, dark story. It could be the same thing that when you find a really great piece of music and a slideshow of happy images are flying through. If you've got just a happy choreography piece that you'd love to do for your kids, you know, it might take a little bit of effort on your part, but what if you surprised them? with a happy slideshow video of the best of times of your year and then let that be an impetus to to give them a real reason to perform uh if you're doing something that's all power you know smash bang crush them up power stuff you know give them some imagery that you want to help them do that these kids are clued into imagery and uh, they don't even know it it's it's that's not even something they think twice about, I think you could really do a great job for yourself and for your team by giving them visual images to help embody them. You know, we teach this as dancers, you know, especially all of us modern goddesses. I'm not a goddess, but in my mind I am because that's what modern does for me. But, uh, you know, when we're telling people to use imagery to help them in their dance classes, they need to do that in their performance. Take them out of the mode and I shall, shall I say the fear factor of being at contests with competition and being uh, evaluated by adjudicators up on the perch, their you know, giant tower in the gym, and let them go to a place that's suitable for the moment that you're trying to create. Tell your soloist that, tell your officer line that, tell any of your groups that are performing that yes, the here and the now and the present is that you are in a gym with a bunch of people, but what place do you wanna take your audience to? And you can't take them there if you don't visualize it first. So again, just wrapping up this here at tonight, use it tomorrow as we're in the middle of rehearsal season. Um, I wanted to restate that incredible quote by Muhammad Ali. It says, the fight is won or lost far away from the witnesses, behind the lines, in the gym, and out there on the road, long before I dance under those lights. So before your kids ever dance under those lights, give them some reason, give them some feel, you know, feel, they all the feels so that their dances become something meaningful to them and create the image that you want to. So to all my thinking dancers, I hope you have a a wonderful week. Uh, Be sure that you are checking in with this podcast, Um, same site. This is the Podbean uh, site that I'm using for now. I'm also doing Danceable Thought Bubbles on Tuesdays and Thursdays. They're one to two minute little ideas to just infuse your teaching for the week. Hope you have a great one. As always, check in with me whenever you need me.